This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. To my core, I'm a baseball fan. We don't talk a ton of big league baseball here. We don't have a big league baseball team in town. Uh, but I follow it, and I am the rare Mets fan that I look at the Braves somewhat in envy, somewhat in awe, somewhat in, huh, that's the way you do it right. You either draft well, trade well, scout well, and take care of the players that have made you with the exception being maybe Freddie Freeman, but that worked out for them because Olsen and everybody else that they brought in uh, have been dynamite. And they have 47 losses as we bring in Grant McCauley, who covers the Braves for 92.9 The Game. Also, from the Diamond podcast, they could wrap up a playoff spot by Friday. Grant, that is crazy. Yeah, it's been a pretty crazy year overall for this club when you have the expectations that they did where, you know, 100 wins is in play. You're imagining that there could be quite a three-team race with what the Mets did last year. And, of course, the Phillies going all the way to the World Series. I think we all probably envision the NL East looking a little bit different. But the way 2023 has played out, and particularly offensively, the pitching staff has done more than enough. But the Braves offense has really been driving this thing for quite some time. And it appears to be driving them directly towards a sixth consecutive National League East title. And, of course, much bigger hopes for what October could hold. Let, let, let me just put in perspective the offense for the Braves. They have 263 home runs right now. Last year, I think the Blue Jays led the league in home runs with 262. We still have like 25 games left in the season. The Braves are averaging almost a home run and a half per game. Uh, so there's that. Their, uh, their slugging percentage as a team is 501. Five, as a team, that is about yeah. 50 points higher, almost 50 points higher than the second best team this year. It's basically it's almost 60 points higher than the Braves' slugging percentage was a year ago. We are talking about monumental numbers. Yeah, I mean, and this is just, it's not a one-dimensional offense either. I mean, we can talk about the home runs, and we could probably spend the rest of our time going into all the different stats that you know, bear out exactly why this offense is uh, you know, so powerful. But they've also gone from being the club that struck out the second most times in Major League Baseball last year, second out of all 30 teams with nearly 1,500 strikeouts, to dropping down to 24th, 25th in the league in strikeouts this year. So when you think about where did that extra damage come from in terms of batting average, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, all of those things that all add up to typically more success when you've got a higher team average in all of those categories, plus these home runs, then you start to really understand how, you know, truly not two-dimensional, maybe three-dimensional, four-dimensional, I don't know what it is. 4D chess, I think, is a game that some (laughs) folks like to play online. Maybe that's what the Braves are playing with the rest of Major League Baseball. But they have a sizable lead in multiple different categories, offensively speaking. And if you're looking for the history that they could make as an offense before the year is over, they're on pace for 310 home runs. That would uh, eclipse the Minnesota Twins record set in 2019, which was a juice ball year. In fact, the top four home run totals by a team 
in baseball history all came in 2019, as did the Braves' pre-existing single-season record. They've already broken that. And like you said, (laughs) there's 25 games left. And this is a club that, you know, it just seems to be showing no signs of slowing down when it comes to the slugging. And that's something that, you know, as we know how October can look and the importance of being able to match pitching for pitching, this is an offense that just hits a little bit different than most other offenses in baseball. Yeah, because they have different ways to beat you. And I mm-hmm. know Major League Baseball changed some rules. So I tweeted out uh, or quote tweeted somebody who had, was talking about Ronald Acuna, who uh, went over 60 stolen bases, got more than more than 60 stolen bases, more than 30 home runs. It's just ridiculous. Uh, he is essentially a better version of Eric Davis. So people who uh, are of my age remember how dynamic – a player Davis was a better version of Daryl Strawberry, and they were uh, childhood friends. Uh, and Acuna, Acuna is a better version, I think, of Eric Davis. And he, this guy came back and be like, "Oh, but it's easier to steal bases." Yeah, but he's got sixty something of them, and the only reason why he didn't have sixty something stolen bases before was because the stolen base had been phased out of the sport because of analytics. But now that it's a little bit easier to steal bases, we're like, yeah, let's have at it. I mean, this guy's talent, he's got to be the most talented guy in the league other than maybe Shohei Otani. Yeah, I mean, there's a Shohei Otani category, and, and clearly some news has come out with for him the last couple of weeks that kind of you know takes the shine off of that. But in terms of just an overall hitter and a five-tool player, I think this is really how you draw them up. And with the stolen bases, it's interesting because I understand that, you know, it's not just one stat that makes up somebody's MVP case typically. I mean, you can chase a single-season home run record, I guess, and that's going to get you a lot of publicity. But Acuna, it's, you know, he has cut his strikeout rate in half from a year ago. The stolen bases, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, if the stolen bases were so much easier this year than – why are some of these other guys stealing 40, 50, 60 bags? Nobody else is doing it this way. So I think that it's kind of, you know, at the very least, split the difference between changing the rules and also just recognizing that the talent and the determination to go out and do something like that is something that not everybody has. I mean, honestly, I just, I, not, not to be repetitive, but I'm going to. The reason why stolen bases have fallen out of favor is because the analytics tell us yeah. that if you – we don't even want to risk being yep. thrown out if you're trying to steal. Uh, and, you know, it's it's obviously been made a little bit easier because of the pitch clock and uh, limits to throwing over to first base and all of that. I don't think it has anything to do with the length of the bases. It's only a total of six inches on the those two ends. Uh, and maybe six inches makes a difference sometimes, but not very often. Uh, it's simply it it is a little bit easier, but if we put Ronald Acuna, if we dropped him into 1985, he'd have the same numbers. Maybe not as many home runs, but he'd have the same stolen base numbers. Yeah, and you brought up Eric Davis, and I think that that's a comp that you know, and really early Barry Bonds when he started to put everything together oh, in 1990, won his first MVP award. That's the kind of player that we're talking about. Somebody that can hit 30 to 40 home runs but also steal 40, 50, 60 bases. I mean, he's got a chance, like Acuna does here in the last 25 games, with, what, nine more steals to break the Braves' modern record of 72 that was set back in 1991. That, to your point, is a totally different era of baseball. You still saw guys trying to steal 60 and 70 bases back in the 90s. It just has not happened that often here in the the aughts and, of course, the 20 teens and even into the 2020s because teams were so risk-averse 
to giving away any outs, even though guys would get thrown out trying to stretch singles into doubles, doubles into triples, thrown out at home plate. All those things were still happening, but for some reason the stolen base was the one they circled and said, well, we're not going to let this one happen. And I never really understood that, to be honest. I'm glad that the that analytics has taken away the sacrifice bunt. I think the sacrifice bunt is a, a scourge on humanity, uh, but I hate that it has really taken away the stolen base until this year. So that is back, and the Braves have more than 100 as a team, you don't see slugging teams stealing bases almost at one per game. All right, so Grant McCauley from 92.9 The Game and from the Diamond Podcast. Uh, tell me, uh, give me an Achilles heel of Atlanta, something that uh, needs to get better or maybe worries you as we enter the last three and a half weeks of the season. I think if you'd asked me this question about three and a half weeks ago or right after the trade deadline, maybe the starting pitching was starting to give people some worries. But then Max Reed came back. Yep. He has looked good in his return. I mean, you're still, I think, rounding into form if you're Max Reed and you've been forced to take three months off in the middle of the season. They have the opportunity to get Kyle Wright back. He looked very good in his third rehab start last night. In a couple of weeks, he could be back in this mix, you know, middle of this month at the, at the earliest, perhaps. But then Spencer Strider's putting together, I think, a, a Cy Young-worthy campaign anyway. Charlie Morton has looked extremely good his last few starts, and Bryce Elder's figured it out. So the starting pitching, I've got a lot less questions about that, particularly when you get right back in the mix because the Braves have gone through the course of 2023 essentially having to patchwork together not one but two spots of their rotation, and they're still the first team in baseball to 90 wins. They have the best record in the game by six full games over the Los Angeles Dodgers, who if we were – you know, being honest, watching them the last month, you kind of wondered when they were going to lose a game. Then the Braves go out there and win three out of four. So I don't know that there's one thing that I would look at and say, well, this group or that group or this player or that position. But health, like anything else, is the thing that can change the trajectory of clubs, you know, just on a dime. And it happened to the Braves last year. Max Fried got sick. Spencer Strider strained an oblique. And all of a sudden, the Braves team that won 101 games yeah. and took the National League East from the Mets, they ran into a Phillies club that got hot, and they were underpowered, the Braves were. They didn't hit much in that series either, so no excuses. The Phillies were the better team in that five-game set. But the Braves, I think, at the end of the season, had to look back and say, man, that wasn't a great time for an injury. Not that there really is ever a great time for no. an injury or two. Yeah, but the, the the truth of the matter is that anybody can beat anybody when we get to the playoffs. It's just baseball. Sure. The, the margins are very, very small uh, during the regular season anyway. Uh, but when you get to the postseason and everything is just a little bit more jacked up, anybody can beat anybody. But, man, uh, if I were a betting man, eh, and we might, uh, then the Braves are the odds-on favorite. Again, magic number of five to wrap up a playoff spot. Uh, with We might be able to do this before uh, before we even hit Saturday. Uh, Grant McCauley, 92.9 The Game and from the Diamond Podcast. I appreciate your time, man. We'll talk again. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Thanks for having me. You got it. Grant McCauley uh, from Atlanta covering the Braves. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.